0: In the year 2001, I did a study which resulted in a book called Practice What You Preach, in which I studied 139 professional businesses around the world. This video clip shows some of the early results of that study. What I had the opportunity to do was to ask people what was going on in the offices, describe whether things were or were not true about how we ran things. And then I was able to relate that to the success of that organization. Now, those were for-profit organizations, so my success measure was, were they growing, were they profitable, and so on. This first page, however, is not to do with that. The first page was basically what I did, was downloaded your mission statement, except for one line there, which is, we are committed to client service, quality of work, reputation, long-term relationships, growth being a great place to work, innovativeness and creativity, collaboration and teamwork, skill and career development. Did I get it right? In other words, all organizations know what they should be aiming for. That's not particularly creative. What I did, however, is I did this survey in 13 countries and said, please, would you everybody rate on a scale of one to six how well are we accomplishing in your office each of these goals that we say we have? Now, you can see the list. The scale is one to six. Six means we're superb. You are, yeah, we're doing absolutely fabulously at this. One is we're pathetic, we haven't even started. Has anyone had enough time to look at it and see what the main lesson is that comes off of that slide? That if you talk about the nine or 10 traditional things that all organizations have as their goals, some as reported by the people within the organization, some tend to be consistently rated done well, some consistently done poorly, What pattern do you see? The last one. The last one, which is skill development. In fact, let me generalize your point. Is it not fair that what that slide says is anything to do with people is consistently done poorly? So I'm not alone. Wow, I get to forgive myself. Well then, actually, no, that's the point. We all don't get to forgive ourselves. We keep taking comfort that everyone else is really bad at this. And that's what we gotta stop doing as of today. Are we clear? The fact that everybody else is equally bad at people doesn't mean that you get a pass. The issue is gonna be if you don't know how to get good at people and don't get to improve and are not on the improvement path, we have to get you out of a managerial role. And again, it's not gonna be really brutal. No, I'm not saying you're gonna be excellent tomorrow. It's get on the improvement path. What you're not allowed to do is say that topic doesn't interest me. Am I being clear on the issue? You and I, me included, we gotta stop forgiving ourselves because we're good at other things and not good with people. Because the truth is the organization's goals are only gonna get done if we can mobilize other people. And what we're reporting is in organization after organization, this is not an AARP point, it is a human life point, is that we are very bad. Let me give you the main thing I've learned in 25 years. The only competitive advantage I've ever seen, and I'm referring briefly to the for-profit sector, is not intelligence, it's not where you went to school, it's not even what background did you start with, interestingly. The only competitive advantage I've seen in 25 years is one set of things called energy, excitement, enthusiasm, determination, Two words that got me deported from England, passion, (laughs) ambition, and you get the idea. You can go back to your own dictionary and see what the other related words are, but I'm deadly serious in reporting to you. It is not hard to figure out that the key to running an organization is look after your clients, act like colleagues, deal with underperformance. These are not intellectually creative points, right? That's, knowing you should do that is not the point. What is scarce and therefore what is determinative is this stuff. It's hard to find people and organizations filled with energy, drive, excitement, passion, enthusiasm, determination. And what I'm trying to report to you is that the sole job, please notice not the primary job, the sole job of a manager according to the research, according to research, not David Mason's opinion, the one thing you need to be good at to keep your job is are you or are you not net, net, net the creator of these things? The big consequence from this video clip is that if the key to success is the ability to do what most organizations do not do, and that is to energize, excite, and enthuse their people, then the question for you to debate is in your kind of business, whether it be large or small, whichever profession it is, or whatever country it's in, what do you think are the best ways to energize, excite, and enthuse your people? What do you think will work?